Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults by adults, and the views expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Okay. Okay, hello and welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, lowercase. And behind the boards, we got the Hill Hippie. How you doing there, Doble Ache? What up? <laughs> cool deal. So we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, Hill Hippie? Uh, I tell you what, exploring the annals of YouTube, I, I came across a pleasant gem that I, I don't care how many times I've seen it, I still watch it, and it still brings a tear, because it's a fucking phenomenal movie, but I found it on YouTube. Dirty Laundry, there was a Punisher, Tom Jane, Dirty Laundry, is that the one? I've never even seen it. Oh. Okay, continue, what was your... I've already given you a clue. Okay. I have no idea. Forrest Gump, man. Forrest Gump. Like the movie? Yeah. The movie, Forrest Gump with Tom Hanks. Okay. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. I you, got it. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. And then later on in the movie, Magic Legs. Okay. So, I know you like the movie. You've quoted it more than a couple of times on this show. Absolutely. I mean, I guess it's just old. I guess. How, when's the last time you watched it? Uh, years ago. Same thing for me. So yeah. just sitting down and rewatching it, it was, it was a, a great experience. It was like visiting an old friend. Yeah, I can understand that. But I mean, that's not uh, uh, Forrest Gump isn't one of those movies that I find that endearing that I want to watch it again years later. Then you, sir, have no fucking heart. I suppose so. I suppose I have no heart. It's not like Castaway, which you once I uh, watch it once or twice, and then now fuck, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I was done with Castaway after the first. Yeah, that was no, <laughs> no. Yeah, one good moment in the movie. Yeah, I know all the lines in that movie. There's, there's maybe thirty in the entire fucking movie. Most of it's silence. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, so you know, just playing around on YouTube movies and uh, watching free gems. Yeah, I guess that's why YouTube movies keeps popping up on my feed. Because I follow you on YouTube and you follow me. <clears throat> yep, that's how the algorithm works. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I had a, I kind of went down the watching old videos kind of road too on YouTube. But I mean, I watched um, uh, uh, November Rain again, and um, I just, I don't understand how, uh, why, why did everyone freak out because of the rain? I mean, people were freaking out like, like, uh, and how did Axel's bride die because of of the rain? Did she like kill herself because some dipshit jumped through her wedding cake because he'd never seen rain before? It's a possibility. It's November. It, you know, it's <laughs> it's raining in November. It's a wedding. It's, it's a, oh, so obvious. It's bad luck. It's bad luck at a wedding, I guess. Um, you know, maybe she was already depressed, and just that was the one thing. If this goes wrong, I'm going to kill myself. No, the reason why that I think it, you know she killed herself is because she realized she married, married Axel Rose. Well, if she was already agreeing to do that, then you'd know that she was mentally unstable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so I don't really get that, that that video. I don't know why I glossed over it when I first saw it back in the day, but I guess it's just because it's such a good song. It is a good song. Yeah. But I, I let it go, but now I can't let it go. <laughs> you don't have to watch the video, you know. You can just enjoy the music. Yeah. Oh, I, it's I live in the digital age. I have to watch the video of every music, uh, every song that has one. 
Yeah. Even the fan-made lyrics. Yeah, even the fan-made stuff I watched. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so that was my weekend. I was just trying to figure out what the hell was going on in that wedding day. I can tell you what was going on in uh, in that video. What? A very uninspired director. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I like... Uh, the, s- the name of the song's November Rain, so I'm going to... Lots of rain and have sad Have rain stuff. and sad stuff in the video. Yeah. It's a slow song. I think it'll work. <laughs> Come to my tower, because I don't know why the director sounded like Donald Trump. Well, yeah, he did. You know, you know, I thought it was weird. Like Slash's solo, he leaves this giant ass church and then walks out in a completely different outfit um, of this tiny little church in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how those people got there walking. I guess maybe. And so and then he steps out with his guitar, which isn't plugged in, mind you, to to, to do the guitar solo. And I'm just like, dude, that's what losers do. They go ping, 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 ping. That's what his guitar sounds you like. You don't out understand, there. bro. That's just how good Axl Rose is. He does. Uh, not Axl Rose. Shit, slashes. slashes. He he could walk out of a building and boom, the gods of cool just change his clothes. He has a guitar that is magically attached to the sound filaments of the universe, and he can rip a, just a great fucking solo just like that because the gods of music deemed it necessary. Yeah, I, I I can believe that Slash lives in that world. Yeah, yeah, and he's the coolest thing about Guns N' Roses these <laughs> days. You know, uh, any of the days he was yeah, the coolest thing he was about the it. Coolest. And then you're like, uh, give us a face reveal. He was the first guy to like give us a face reveal. You know, mm-hmm. and so he finally did, and we're like, oh, now we know why he did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go back behind the hair. <laughs> yeah, you keep shredding that guitar, though, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, so I was uh, thinking about Quantum Leap. All right. The day after. The day after. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was wondering what it'd be like for people like that. This the people that Sam leaped into. All right, like after he leaped out. Okay. All right. So based upon what I read on Wikipedia, these people ended up in Sam's body in the future, uh, while Sam was like running their body in the. Um, but they were isolated, apparently in the lab in Sam's body somewhere. And I mean, sometimes he was this person for a couple of days, you mm-hmm. know, maybe a week or two. Right. You know, and so were they feeding them? Was somebody feeding them, feeding Sam's body, keeping Sam's body alive? Or was he like on an IV or something like that? Well, he would have had to be on some sort of uh, intravenous injection in order to. What the hell? I looked down. Yeah, you, you did. Weird. Some yeah, sort right. of a, a intravenous injection in order to keep his body alive while he's on these quantum leaps. That's what I mean. So, yeah, they, and do you imagine the terror of that? You're strapped to a table. You've got hoses you no going idea, into you. You have no idea how you got there. You don't even know who you are, uh, that you're a different person. Exactly. You get, there's no mirror in there, I'm assuming. Right. And then eventually you come back into your own body when Sam leaps out. And then you got, guys, you'll never believe this. I was locked in a room for days by these strange people in a lab, I guess it was. Maybe a torture cell. Yeah. Once a day, they came in with this meal with like plastic silverware, so I wouldn't, couldn't hurt myself. And somebody fed me because I was strapped to a table <laughs> or something like that. And their friends and family would say, no, you were here. You were here. You acted oddly for a few days, and you did at least one awesome thing, uh, which is somewhat out of character for you. <laughs> at least one, awesome, at least out one awesome out of character thing that happened. And, uh, and then you said, oh, boy, a lot. So, I mean... And so he is, un- whoever they jumped into, they're unable to deny the truth right. of what they experienced. So, but their friends and family end up taken to a psychiatrist or something. Oh, yeah. 
if, if they, he doesn't let it go and just say, okay, well, yeah, I, I had some bad mushrooms. I'm yeah, good. He's been acting so strange, Doc. And then maybe he gets diagnosed with delusions or something like that falsely. It's like nobody believes that this is what mm-hmm. happened. I, I I woke up in this strange place, and they're like, "No, you were here. And we have you, photos of you." You know. And if you think about some of the time periods that he traveled back to, you know the uh, the craziness of the asylums that he would have been put into. Absolutely. Electroshock therapy and some of the mm-hmm. other nasty shit. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. You know, Sam might have saved that one aspect of their that's lives, right. but it could have potentially destroyed the rest that, of that's it. That's right. So my question is, how much good did Sam Beckett really do? I, I'm going to say 50-50, because maybe not everybody would be so hard to happen to hold on to it. Maybe they're just like, all right, okay, well, you're saying I did this. I'm thinking this. Maybe I just got a hold of some bad cocaine, or maybe I, 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 I don't know. I don't care. Let's just move on with my life bad horse i've heard about bad horse so uh yeah so i think it would have been uh had to be quite traumatic for the leapy you know whoever that was yeah and especially in those olden times where it's like shock therapy and those a sanitarium sanitarium and i never i never really i mean it's just generally not a good idea to screw with time no know? and uh i i like the the butterfly effect mm-hmm. have you seen that oh yeah it's kind of uh similar to quantum leap if you think about it yeah and um uh there's one line in there i think that is really good and that's something his dad says to young uh, ashton kutcher or whatever and that is um you you know you can't fix who they were without uh you can't change who they are without destroying who they were right and i think that that's that's why you don't fuck with time mm-hmm. you know if you accidentally quantum leap i mean hey that whole show is based upon the premise about how you screwed up messing with something you shouldn't be screwing with, Sam Beckett. Right. PhD. And creating alternate universes in the process. And about, a, based on the chaos theory, which is the butterfly effect, you know, anytime any decision is made, a new universe is created. Your decision to pick up that drink and take a sip created a new universe because there is now a uni- there was a universe where that you did not perform that action. Yep. So it's like virus is just spread. Yeah, it's a nightmare. You shouldn't screw with time. That's just my opinion, Doc. And I mean, if you're going to screw around with science projects and stuff like that, at least do pick a science project that could end up with you having superpowers, not being trapped in the past in one human body, normal human body after another, you know? And, And there's also the existential side of this in that who the fuck are these people to think they know what's best for this person's life? And the other exactly, and the lives of those that he affects because of his either action or lack of action that you're going back to correct. And they're and they're taking all of their dictation from a machine that barely works. Yeah, he is Dean Stockwell is constantly hitting that damn thing. Mm-hmm. Come on, this Ziggy, it's like you're trusting that thing. Yeah, and the guy who's any computer technician or, or you know technical technician of any uh, anything that sophisticated if his instinct is to smack it you don't want that guy being your lead <laughs> well that's what i mean it's like um uh supposedly dr sam beckett is from this time that's just slightly ahead of us in technology in the future and stuff like that right so apparently when the show came out that meant like late 90s technology mm-hmm. which meant that you know dude had a blackberry that never fucking worked <laughs> you know ziggy should have had a stylus is uh there's uh the whole machine operates on windows 95 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know what the hell 
it's, it's up for that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man, Ziggy's reboot. I got the blue screen of death on Ziggy again. Uh, that's why you couldn't connect back and forth the DLL, uh, the dynamic link libraries uh, wouldn't load right. <laughs> Another DLL error. Control Alt Delete. Luckily, I got the button to Control Alt Delete right here on the side. Slam, slam. <laughs> Rebooting it. Anyway, so that's my uh, quantum leap quandary, as I like to call it. <laughs> the quantum leap quandary. Yeah. That sounds like an episode of the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would never be on that show. Um, well, you can't. I know. Good. <laughs> Good. I know. So uh, let's go to the mailbag. Okay. Um, yeah, this one is from M. Reno. Mr. M. Reno. Oh, who's, who's your arrogant friend, is it? Custer <laughs> history jokes, you know, Reno Custer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, yeah, I just didn't find it. All right, uh, Mr. M. Reno said, Hey, Madman, love old school Shock Monkey Radio Redux. Miss the way it used to be. I do too, buddy, but you know, I'm doing so many shows, I don't have time to sit around and uh rant like I used to. On uh, I don't, I don't think he's talking about you. I'm not he, the old school, I'm the new school. Fuck you, buddy. Okay, M. Reno. Uh, this is what he said. Um, he's talking about the fact that on my on our Facebook page, Shock Monkey Radio Redux on Facebook, uh, I used to spend a lot of time ranting and doing video shows, and I just haven't been doing them as much anymore because uh, uh, busy, <laughs> busy. All right. So um, he he says uh, he asks, "Why do you love Loverboy's song Turn Me Loose so much? Are you in the closet? What? That's a big jump, bro." That's a big jump. No, that's a fair assessment. Uh, a fair assessment. Okay. He, he went on to say, you also like Dave Matthews band so much to say, which has the line, my hell is a closet and I'm stuck inside. And this is how he ends it. So dot, dot, dot. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, he's trying to put you in a box. Uh, yeah. Don't put me in a box. Nobody puts baby in a box. Nobody puts madman in the corner. Um, first of all, uh, good music is more than the sum of its words. You know, uh, secondly, like everyone on this planet, I got to do it my way or no way at all. Just like everyone on this planet. So, I mean, turn me loose. Well, not every way. Some people like to be uh, uh, submissive and be told what to do 24 seven. See, I don't get that. I don't either. But anyway. some people like it. And that's their choice. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I got to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm even here on my knees. I'm even, you know, born <laughs> to please making love to whoever I please. I got to do it my way. Or no way at all. no way at all. And that's why the free market is the bee's knees. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, secondly, like everyone, all right. Tertiarily. Tertiarily? Yeah, I have so so much to say. And I got to do it my way. But you know what? I also like Queen and the Indigo Girls. Good music trumps the savage beast. Plus, I love to keep people guessing about my sexuality while remaining abstinent to sex. I mean, there's all as I mean, as all of these new and interesting sexual proclivities start popping up, I'm just waiting for a group of heterosexual men who like kisses and hand jobs from beautiful women during shitty nineties horror films. <laughs> Hashtag horror job. <laughs> You've created a very niche very, very niche. You need to create your Facebook group now. Start it. <laughs> kisses and hand jobs during horror movies. Nineties horror movies. Kisses and handies. 
I'm just sitting there watching. Or would it be handy kisses? Watching Nev Campbell getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you phrase it that way, it might be a whole different type of movie exactly. you're wanting to watch. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, thank you for emailing me, Emerino. I believe there's a guy named Mike Reno who is the lead singer from Loverboy. I'm not sure. So if it is Mike Reno, um, thank you. Love that song. Turn me loose. Working for the weekend's okay. <clears throat> I'm not a Loverboy fan. No. There's, they have this one really good song. It's called uh, Turn Me Loose. I've heard it. Yeah. Recently. <laughs> oh, okay. In a very poor rendition. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to send you links to that like every every week don't I I will block you <laughs> just gotta remind you that Loverboy exists and that song exists you know what I have to block out so many aspects of reality that exist that I don't like don't add more more to my payload please okay I won't instead do you want to get into Hill Hippies Garden sure so interestingly enough you're talking about time travel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? Apparently, they've done it. What? They have done it. Is it Doc Brown? Re no, it's not Doc Brown. But somebody has figured out a way to reverse time. Really? In a very small uh -huh. level and using a quantum computer. Really? Mm-hmm. They found a way to slightly bend the second law of thermodynamics okay you know which is one of the most solid laws of right, know, right. defining our world you know if you and they the article analyzes this similar to a uh, a billiards table so if you Imagine. watch a cue uh two balls strike each other uh -huh. it looks you know normal if you reverse that same footage it still looks normal unless you that's like the other side, other laws of the uh, universe. But the second law is like hitting the the break and the ball scatter. Yeah. That looks normal. Yeah. You reverse that and your mind's fucking blown. Yeah. Everyone, there would be a 100% belief in religion if time was moving backwards. Right. Because entropy would no longer exist. Everything would be turning towards order. You could put your uh, yes. You could put your coffee in a cold room and it's, uh, leave, come back an hour later and your coffee would still hot. be hot. <laughs> It's it would blow everyone's mind. Right. Pull that off, Chris Angel. So uh, they started playing with a certain set of uh, variables inside of this quantum computer, and it doesn't give you the set of variables or how they did it. But using each of these states or quibits was arranged into a simple a, a simple state, which corresponded to a hand holding a cue ball. Once the quantum computer was set into action, these states rolled out on a range of possibilities. By twerking certain conditions in the computer setup, these possibilities were confined in a way that effectively rewound the Schrodinger, uh, Schrodinger, Schrodinger's equation deliberately. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that you said twerking? Did I say twerking? Instead of tweaking. Oh, well. Did no one else catch that, dear listener? If so... Make fun of me at yeah, uh, yeah. hippie at fxbgpr.com because if that's what came out of my mouth, I deserve it. <laughs> you said twerking. Maybe you just want to think about me twerking, you know, no. it was your own no. little faux pas. Yeah, I'm thinking about Guys, Mike. Onto I'm something. thinking about Mike Reno right now. 
guys thought to something about you and this uh, lover boy in the closet thing. <laughs> to test this, the team launched the setup again, as if kicking a pool table and watching the scattered balls rearrange into the initial pyramid shape. In about 85% of trials, based on just two quibits, this is exactly what happened. On a practical level, the algorithms they used to manipulate the Schrodinger equation into rewinding in in this way could help improve the accuracy of quantum computers. It's not the first time this team has uh, given the second law of thermodynamics a good shake. Finding ways to push the limits of physical laws on the quantum scale just might help us better understand why the universe flows like it does. So, it brings up two things that really makes me go, okay, what the fuck? So if they found a way to make this quantum computer reverse time on a very micro scale. Right, right, right. What in the fuck did that do for us? If all time is supposedly connected. Did we go back one second? Or like a microsecond where we walk, if, you know, was I walking and I farted and then I instantly farted again? And I thought, oh, that was weird. And continue going on. Was that them doing the test? could have been or does it mean that time is uh not affected so much you know it's affected by you know the, your speed relative uh relative to the speed of light and around large bodies of uh gravity does that also mean it's size based you could travel faster if you were down in yeah, a small state yeah mass is a factor yeah your your speed your mass all, all of that is a factor yeah you know, like because you because know, you go lighter, you become uh, you have less mass as you move faster yeah. towards the speed of light. But does that mean you could reverse time on the quantum scale and nothing happened up here, or uh, forward time on the macro scale and the quantum scale not get it and completely fuck up your insides? Yeah, don't fuck with time. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Don't mess with it. Because nobody's really sure what it is or when it is. All right? Or how it even really fucking works. Exactly. Is time linear or is, yeah, I, I mean, like to think, more spherical? We just recently um, uh, associated it, like hooked it up with space. All mm-hmm. right? Like we should. All right? Because it's space time we're talking about. Right. So, um, and that's really super interesting and mind-blowing, I think. I think that's why Albert Einstein is so famous because he was the first guy that really made the world go. You've seen that animated gif, you know? Oh yeah, that's the first first guy that was like, "Oh shit, space time? It's the same thing." Wait a minute. So the faster I'm approaching the speed of light, so does that mean that if I'm in my car and I'm fatter than that guy who's riding his bike, I'm experiencing time at a different rate? Fucking yes. Mm-hmm. Mind blown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Time's a weird thing that we know very, very little about. Mm-hmm. Don't go dicking around with it. Why do people, why do humans got to do that? They always got to dick around with stuff. Oh, we discovered uranium. Let's try to dick around with it. See what happens. Boom. You know, I'm completely convinced we will be the implements, uh, the implements of our own destruction. Uh, yeah, I think we'll continue to live because there will be smart people who don't fuck with time. Maybe. Space time. Space time. Maybe. Maybe. 
I still think we're going to be the implements of our own destruction. Possibly. I know it's a, that's certainly the case with me if I don't quit drinking. <laughs> anyway, that was a pretty good. Heavy topic, to be sure. Yeah. You know. I hadn't done a, a deep science one in a while, and literally all the uh, articles I had saved to bring up information about as I was we're preparing less, for the we're, show. Were, we're less complicated? No, we're more complicated. Oh, okay. Science nerds. Anyway, so I'm going to move on to the next segment, if you don't mind. Please do. So, um, yeah, we don't have any sponsors currently. So if you want to become a sponsor, uh, you can go ahead and email me, madmanfxbgpr.com, or even Hill Hippie, if you like his show better and you want to advertise on his show instead of mine, at hillhippie at fxbgpr.com. And so, um, yeah, we are growing like crazy. And um, if you can, you know, please go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron. Uh, that really helps us out. Hopefully, I'm going to get up some um, advertisement uh, payments set up in there. So if you want to advertise, you can advertise through patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, I'm probably going to work on that later this evening. Um, yeah, be sure to check me out on YouTube. Search for the Madman Lowercase. That's three words, the Madman Lowercase on YouTube. And uh, yeah, be sure to check out my Teespring store, teespring.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Yeah, or is it Madman Lowercase? No, it is Madman Lowercase. Yeah, yes, because yeah, your first one was Shock Monkey Radio with the uh, limited edition shirts, yeah. and this one's... Uh, yeah, this is teespring.com slash store slash madman lowercase, and it's it's mostly a bunch of FXBG Public Radio stuff that's on there, so um, if you don't if you don't like my show, you can buy one of these shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, that kind of stuff that doesn't even say Shock Monkey on it, because you can say, you can, like, right on the back, get, um, what do they put, do they still have, like, that puffy paint? That they put on stuff, you can get some of that puffy paint. Oh write, yeah, right. Shock Monkey Radio sucks on it. Or get yourself a bedazzler and really yeah. like people see uh, see how much you hate. Yeah, Shock make, Monkey Radio. Yeah, say Shock Monkey Radio sucks absolutely. Or you know, really do it. Uh, screw it up. Bedazzle it where it says "fuck Hill Hippie." Yeah, he's a dumbass. Yeah, only slightly smarter than the Madman lowercase. Only on certain topics. Do it, do, do it up. Do it right. Go to the teespring.com slash store slash Madman lowercase. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I also have books over on amazon.com search for Scott L Robbins, the two T's and two B's. Um, yeah, Scott L Robbins. I have the three exit 13 books. Um, uh, the bunny years, a memoir, the bunny years, a memoir, which is about a rabbit based superhero. And, uh, yeah. And I have the ravings of a madman where it's, me ranting into a book or really the internet at this at this yeah it's more like that me ranting into the internet which is very <laughs> similar to what you're experiencing right, right now here now. on shock monkey radio that's all the show is yeah it was created so madman could have a new outlet in order to so write yeah so i can yell at, the, at at clouds and stuff <laughs> and you guys actually respond yeah. Which, you know, just makes his little mind go, ooh, wee, something shiny you need to spin and play with. I get emails. <laughs> I don't know why, but that sounded so creepy, man. I get emails. I get emails. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of emails I get that I do not read here. All right. It's mostly it's like, here's your Patreon newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, same shit I get. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so you ready to get into the news worth knowing? You know it. Okay. So, um, uh, this has been a hard week to do, uh, the news worth knowing. 
and I think you know why. And uh, I'm I'm trying my best to avoid these one, two, or three uh, news stories that seem to be dominating this news cycle. And I just before we get into the first story, which is about an Irish priest that doesn't want people bringing beer and cigarettes to funerals. Um, <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Before we get into that, I just want to say. Um, those of you who are out there um, standing on the dead bodies of murdered Americans and pushing uh, your um, partisan agenda on those corpses, shame on you. Raising money for your campaign on the bodies of murdered Americans, shame on you. This isn't, you know, this, this partisan nonsense over something like that is ridiculous. We should all be mourning the fact that, you know, crazy people murdered Americans. And we can have a unified discussion on that on some other podcast. I'm sorry. I'm mad and I don't want to I don't want to not mention it. Right. But instead, what I do is I like to find new stories that either cheer me up or make me laugh and uh because people are ridiculous creatures when and uh yeah, you know, usually it, does, it it may not involve somebody and anybody getting hurt. All right, so let's get into this first news story: an Irish priest blasts churchgoers for bringing cigarettes, beer as funeral gifts. Okay, an outspoken Irish Catholic priest has unleashed his wrath on people bringing inappropriate items such as cans of beer or cigarettes to the altar during funeral masses. Excuse me. Uh, I believe this is Friar Thomas Walsh. Friar Thomas Walsh? Yeah. Okay. Um, of, oh boy, Ireland. Of, oh boy, Ireland? Oh boy. Of, I've never heard of, oh boy. Hold on. Do that I sounds think, like a fun town. I want to go to, oh boy, Ireland. Does Scott Bakula live there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to go. I said, oh boy, Ireland, because of the name of this town. Hold on a second. Garana Braher Parish near Cork. I hope I got that right, Ireland. Uh, anyway. Uh, a hint. I've been uh, looking into uh, the phonetics of uh, Irish Gaelic. Gaelic, yeah. And if there's two vowels together, you only pronounce the second one. No, there's no two vowels together. There's okay. two R's together. Gur, yeah, Gurana Braher. That's the name of the parish, and it's near Cork, uh, which is way easier to pronounce. Um, he has written about the menace of unfitting gifts in a weekly parish newsletter. Quote, bringing things such as cans of beer, a packet of cigarettes, a remote control, mobile phone, or a football jersey does not tell us anything uplifting about the person who has died. He wrote. What? It doesn't. Padre, be cool. All right. Uh, quote, he went on to say, surely items such as a flower, a family photograph, a prayer book, or rosary reveals far more about pe- the person who has died and the loss he or she uh, is to the family who grieve, he added. Yeah, Friar Walsh went on to uh, complain about long-lasting eulogies at funerals that go on for as long as the mass itself and sometimes longer. Lighten up, dude. Anyway, he said... Why? He's talking like he hates every aspect of his job. Exactly. It sounds like you need a new career. You went into the wrong profession there, Friar. Too late. I'm Catholic. Uh, oh, wait, I'm, wait, I'm in for life, man. Wait, wait, dude. Wait, 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 wait. You're Irish. You're he's Irish Catholic, dude. I mean, he got jumped in. Yeah, uh, but listen to me. Take 
a little lesson from the folklore of the area. Maybe not so much Ireland, but the British Isles. And be like Friar Trump, uh, Friar Tuck, and just stay drunk, and you won't be so miserable and have to put out your wrath. When the only thing you're supposed to be feeling is the wrath of God. Preaching about the fire and the brimstone. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, Neil and Anita Wafer. All right. Uh, in the final hours, he went on to say, in the final hours of Pope John Paul II's life on earth in 2005, he was told of the immense multitude who were gathering outside St. Peter's Square. In a barely audible voice, he begged that the gathering throngs of people would pray for him. That is the greatest gift we can give our dead, prayer. All right. Uh, I guess I think he doesn't understand who funerals are for. Right. The the dead guy's not there, dude. Right. He's gone to wherever you say those people go. Funerals aren't for the dead. No. And for God's sakes, if if not one person comes to my funeral and puts a can of cheap beer in my coffin or next to it or something like that, if not one person does that, I'll be very upset and I will haunt you. Right. See, me, I've got, uh, <laughs> call me morbid, but I actually have video recordings of myself in the case of my untimely demise that people are expected to go and watch, you know, gives instructions, all right, here's my passwords to my accounts, that way they can be shut down, this, that, and the other, play this video at the, uh, at the funeral, that way I can, you know, start the, uh, Start the funeral video off when people there. Oh, we've even said, and I pop up and the video screen comes up. I'm like, "Hi, stop your crying, party, come on." Yeah, that's great. I should probably do a like a a playlist on YouTube for my funeral, but then it will be it will go on for like way longer than the mass, and then you know this pre this uh, friar will get all pissed off at me. Because I, I made a two-hour-long video show, <laughs> and there's and he's like, "There's what does turn me loose by lover boy have to do with this funeral?" <laughs> See, that's that's the part that's for you and and for your uh, friends and loved ones because they will see your personality in this one last time, and they will get to experience that, and they're like, "Yes, that was Scott," and it will become a memory of truly who you are and a celebration of you, and not. A whimpering, whining, crying piece of bullshit. Yeah. So, Fire Fire Walsh, get a new job. Absolutely. Leave the cloth. Get laid. <laughs> and maybe you'll loosen right up. <laughs> yeah. Get it handy during a '90s uh, horror film, and you'll feel a lot better. And the kisses. And the kisses. Don't forget the kisses. Fulfilling all your wishes with my taco flavor kisses. Burrito, burrito, a taco, taco. Not familiar with whatever that is. Sure. <laughs> it's uh, the Jennifer Lopez puppet from uh, South Park. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't watched South Park in years. I kind of got the joke. I figured the joke out, and uh, I was like, well, I don't need to see this anymore. Well, the fucked up thing is the puppet is just Cartman's hand, and then he wakes up the next uh, one morning, and uh, Ben Affleck's in bed with him. <laughs> and he he goes oh, oh. <laughs> gross I mean they t- they cross some lines on that show but that one was yeah, pretty I got bad the, uh, yeah I got the joke <laughs> anyway I'm gonna talk about Florida man the, the continuing exploits of Florida man I was gonna say man. that sounds familiar so we've talked about Florida man before alright so uh, I'm not crazy I have heard of that, that before all right, what's Florida man up to these days? He allegedly urinated into an ice machine at a nightclub. 
<laughs> Always wanted to do that. <laughs> it takes forever to get my drinks, fucker. I'm gonna piss in your ice machine. How do you get back there? Okay. Where's the bouncers? They're not doing their jobs. Right? Yeah, uh, so a Florida man was arrested on Saturday after allegedly revealing himself, re- relieving himself in a nightclub's ice machine, said investigators. Uh, Michael Williams, 28, who was at the 26, 261st, a nightclub in St. Petersburg, that's in Tampa, across the bay anyway. Uh, around yeah, Sp- I've, yeah, I've known people, and I still know people that live in uh, St. Petersburg. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun town. This is, yeah, this is around 2.30 a.m., lots of fun, where some guys pissed in an ice chest. Uh, used to distribute ice, according to court documents obtained by the smoking gun. Was he dressed in with a like a a tapestry wrapped around his back, like a cape that had it was covered in pot leaves, and a mask that was a big pot leaf covering his face? No. Okay, you had me worried that it was the guy, uh, one of the guys I know down there. Oh, okay, <laughs> he'll, he'll run around town as marijuana man, dressed up like that. Oh no, this is Florida man. Anyway, so security guys tried to kick Williams out of the night spot. But he allegedly actively resisted. I guess you're a security guard, so you can't say resist arrest. Right. He, he resisted leaving. Anyway, so when police arrived, Williams was arrested and charged with misdemeanor disorderly conduct. In addition to possession, misdemeanor possession of what after they found a bag of marijuana during a pat down. Are we sure? Is Williams this actually this guy's name? Was it Seabert? We don't know. He's an alternate personality. I know. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, uh, online records from Pinellas County Sheriff's Office indicate Williams was released after posting bond. Yeah, so I mean, it's basically just disorderly and misdemeanor. It's just misdemeanor shit. Yeah. Right. But still, uh, they got to clean that whole ice machine now. <laughs> they got to scrub it down. Yeah, Stand, uh, star sand it. Yeah, and, that, yeah, and that's, that happened like 2.30 in the morning, So and they had to do it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't know what the bar time the bars closed down there, but uh, I think it's like four. Yes, yeah, so that just ruined it at the end of everybody's evening. Yeah, I think it's like four down there in Tim or St. Petersburg. Yeah, St. Petersburg area. Uh, yeah. Would be, yeah, I want a uh, whiskey neat on the rocks. Uh, no, <laughs> you don't. No, no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you really don't. Yeah, you want it neat. Anyway, you want to talk about fucking? Or, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I was going to say, you want, me, you want to talk about hedgehogs? Hedgehogs fucking? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, what? You, you want to talk about? See, it's better that I phrase it that way. You want to talk about hedgehogs fucking, or do you want to talk about fucking hedgehogs? Because <laughs> one, about, one you, way sounds you, different. Than or the other. do you want to talk about the fucking hedgehogs? The fucking hedgehogs. Yes, I want to talk about the fucking hedgehogs. All right. Like, Get you some of that hedgehog ass. <laughs> Hedgehogs, raucous mating ritual, keeping Germans up at night. Yeah, so Germans are... What? German, yeah, German residents are being kept up at night by loud noises from frisky hedgehogs uh, partaking in their mating ritual, according to a report. I dig it. Yeah. I have so much more respect for the hedgehogs now. They know right. how to get down. Why do you think they get names like Sonic? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, now I feel uh, sorry for the poor female hedgehogs. Right. That's what all the bitching's about. Mm-hmm. You win already? God Better get a bad account at it. Yeah. So, uh, emergency services recently responded to a call in Augsburg 
of loud noises coming from a grade school playground. (laughs) (laughs) The hedgehogs are going to be arrested as sexual predators. Right. Yeah, you're going to be a sex offender. You're going to have to register. Uh, They only found a pair of hedgehogs that were in the middle of the mating. (laughs) Can you imagine being the cop coming up there? Like, who's out there? And he got... It's just two hedgehogs fucking. <laughs> he shines a light on him, and the, one of them looks at him and goes, Do you mind, dude? Seriously? I'm trying to finish here. Yeah, this was reported by The Guardian on Monday. Uh, the suspicious noises were soon pinned to a hedgehog couple in the midst of mating. This is a police report titled Prickly Intruders <laughs> explained. It is not unusual for hedgehogs to make loud noises while coupling. This includes hissing, snarling, pur- purring, and loud screaming, which could be mistaken for humans. <laughs> Police in Germany have responded in the past to similar calls of loud nocturnal noises, which have turned out to be hedgehogs mating. Okay, so now I've learned something. I got to take my happy ass over to Germany. That Germany, find myself a German female and have some ruckus, loud outdoor sex, and I can blame it on the hedgehogs. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm buying a plane ticket. There you go. But it's Germany, so yeah, it's well, it's like the West Virginia of Europe. I will throw shit at you. Okay. Right, you got German ancestry or something? No, I'm from West Virginia, you dumb fuck. Oh, okay. That's right. I forgot. And you said it wrong. Yeah. West by God, Virginia. Uh-huh. Anyway, so hedgehogs snarl loudly during hours-long and hours-long mating ritual. Yeah. Yeah, and the males make the most noise. Oh, so you, so you Sonic, te- Sonic I, heard you, I heard you tearing it up over there last night. Uh, you was really giving it to her. I could hear. Oh, that wasn't her. That was me. Sonic the Hedgehog. The cat came up behind me and was licking my balls. Anyway, so hedgehog experts? There's such things? I would assume. Okay. Have advised authorities not to interfere with the mating process <laughs> as human disturbances and bright lights could break up the coupling. Uh, it is just polite not to. It's Come just polite on. not to. Absolutely. <laughs> You hate it when the neighbors or, you know, deli- uh, pizza delivery guys, you know, like yeah. uh, somebody we know <clears throat> delivers the pizza when you're in the middle of giving, uh, getting your booty. Just let the hedgehogs fuck, man. Absolutely. Let them fuck. Yeah. So uh, I love this line of this last line of this article it says the most active mating period is from April to September. Really? Really? That seems out of character for warm blooded creatures. Right. What the hell? I just wonder is like, are people getting so sensitive and to the point where like hedgehogs fucking, you know, you're just like, you're like Joe Pesci in, um, what's that movie called? Shit. You sure you want to go My here? My cousin Vinny. You sure you want to go here? We hear some screeching in the woods. <laughs> you come out with a gun blast and bah, 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 bah. are people just getting that sensitive that they can't think it's like, that's probably not someone being murdered. That's a, Hedgehog getting his nut off. Right. Now, I'm going to throw this premise at you here, madman. All right. You're sitting around at your home. And night after night, you hear the hedgehog, the sounds of the hedgehogs fucking night after night after night. Wouldn't it just eat into your brain? The hedgehogs are getting all the ass and I can't get none. Be, be honest here. I, I think it would start to bother you. No, it's just, I guess I because I was in the Navy and... uh there's, you know, people constantly making noise is that I know how to sleep under those conditions, you know, um, like I'm not like Joe Pesci where like you sleep out in the woods and then just some random sound. I can sleep in either environment, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, 
Yeah, so I mean, it's I'm not like Joe Pesci in that movie where he can only sleep in like where it's always loud and shit like that. I, I'm saying the green eyed uh, jealousy monster would be popping out in you. No, I don't think so. Get off my lawn, fuck somewhere else. Because I, I wouldn't want to fuck any of those hedgehogs. I mean, I don't want none of that. No, nah, but the hedgehogs are getting all the sex, and you ain't getting none. I don't. I don't think I'm as jealous as you think I am. It was just a fun premise for the yeah. for the bit. For the oh right, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> for a second, I thought we were just having dumbass conversation. <laughs> oh, you're right. We're having dumbass yeah, conversation, yeah, dumb but, ass conversation, but we're no. recording it and broadcasting it live. I forgot that. I forgot about that. Otherwise, I'd be sitting in a more comfortable chair. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, let's go to the next story. Uh, don't tread on me. Anyway, so a Canadian hiker says she used a Metallica song to scare off a cougar. Do you do you have the most recent update to this story? No, what's that? <clears throat> Tell uh, well, give the, the story, story. First, and then you'll update me. Yeah. Okay. All right, Vancouver woman legendary thanked heavy metal band Metallica for saving her life after she used their song uh, "Don't Tread Off Don't Tread on Me" to scare off a cougar on a logging road in Canada. D. Gallant, forty-five years old, uh, was on an evening walk on July twenty-third. Uh, with her eight-year-old husky retriever Murphy outside Duncan, British Columbia, when she said she felt like something was watching them. Um, that something happened to be a threatening cougar, which stood about 50 feet in front of them. The pair were just over a mile into their hike. Uh, Gallant says she didn't even recognize the animal at first. Is that Tony? No, 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 that's a tiger. <laughs> okay, she's quoted as saying, uh, I looked over and to the right, and there it was. I couldn't make it out at first, and I thought it was like, oh, that is a strange color. That's not a tree. <laughs> I know how it is in the woods. On the walk in the woods, you, you just smoked the, you just burned the J down. You know. Is that a fucking tree? City slickers. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hoping to intimidate it, Gallant waved her arms and yelled, hey, you stop at the animal. I was like, I'm not doing nothing. The cougar froze as I was following her and their dog, Murphy. Uh Quote, initially, I wasn't that scared, but I remember thinking, cool, that's a cougar. And then it was, why is it still there before, <laughs> really? Before turning into, oh, my God, it's coming towards me. I need to make it stop. <laughs> why is it still, why is it still there? Because it's hungry, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she, uh, <laughs> she used her phone to record the encounter and even yelled at the big cat, telling it to get out of here and bad kitty. <laughs> Yeah, because all cats respond to bad kitty. That that word kitty that cuts them cuts them to their core. They know that. They know that word. Oh yeah, that's their n word. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's their n word. <laughs> kitty, you're being specious, lady. Now I'm going to maul you and eat you. Uh, so it didn't respond to that either. It just stayed locked on me, and seemed really interested. And that's when I decided to stop recording and try to do something else. Out of options, she opened her phone's music library and found a track that would sound the most threatening. So, Don't Tread on Me by Metallica is what she chose. She turned the music up to full volume and let the uh, video, let the music play. Uh, I immediately put it on and held it high up in the air. As soon as he heard the first note, he bolted. <laughs> like, oh, God, she likes Metallica. <laughs> oh, she's going to taste horrible. Right? <laughs> oh, she's tainted. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> And then he was just gone. He's like, oh, man, fuck Metallica. <laughs> yeah, after what they did to Jason Newstead and, uh, <laughs> and Justice for All. Uh, they're sold out. They sold out. That's <laughs> That's why the cougar left. <laughs> uh, I thought it was perfect because it, uh, 
it gives him the message that I want to send. This really intimidating sounding song and concept, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says the encounter lasted only about five minutes. Afterwards, uh, the Canadian played the song for the rest of her hike. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I'd have, that, made, yeah. I'd have that shit on loop. <laughs> on loop, yeah. Uh, with her dog uh, until she made it to safety. I would love to contact them and someday tell James Hetfield, Metallica's lead singer, that he saved my life. She laughed. Gallant's wish was granted after chatting with her buddy James on Friday. Okay, so yeah. you do have the most recent update. It's just one sentence where apparently, yeah, she she chatted with James Hetfield. That's cool. Yeah, he uh, she got a call uh, a call from the uh, the band's management asking if you know for her better. Uh, it was an email, a, a not a call. contact number. Yeah, <clears throat> oh, okay. yeah. So then James. Called her, I want to say through Facebook or something like that, based on a picture I, I saw. Like FaceTime or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, talked to her. They spoke about kids, a couple other different topics, which were mentioned. And after the phone call, he took a picture of himself, you know, doing the devil horns. Doing devil horns, yeah. To say, just so you know that who you, that this is who you were really talking to. <laughs> so she knew it wasn't some bullshit thing. Right. Some dude catfishing me. That's <laughs> <laughs> Is this really James Hetfield? Is this really James Hetfield? Sing me a song, James Hetfield. Prove it. Send me, sex me, sex me. <laughs> James Hetfield's dick pick. That's not an acceptable dick pick. Uh, that's the story that's going to come out later this week. <laughs> oh. So what's more metal than scaring off a cougar with my music? Scared off the ladies with my dick. Anyway, let's move on to this next story. Um, <laughs> woman who stole ketchup bottles from a New Jersey restaurant, racked with guilt, returns two new bottles to the owner. All right. A customer who claims to have stolen a bottle of ketchup from a New Jersey restaurant was so distraught with guilt that the thief bought two new bottles and delivered them with a handwritten apology note. Describing herself as an awful person, the customer, believed to be a woman by the restaurant's manager, dropped off the Heinz bottles with a Walmart receipt and note, which explained how she took the condiments from Perkins Restaurant and Bakery in Forked River, a city city roughly 17 miles southwest of Seaside Heights. Is that right? Seaside Heights. I didn't think there were any Perkins left in existence. Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, A few weeks ago, um, this is a quote. I had taken one of your ketchup bottles from off the table because for some reason I thought it'd be risky. Quote. <laughs> you rebel. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, this is what the, they wrote in the note. Uh, and the photo of it of the note was posted to a town Facebook group by a restaurant owner, Maria DeLeo. She continued to say, quote, I am as square as they come, and this is the worst thing I've done. Wow. I think you probably accidentally did something worse. Without even knowing it. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the customer then claimed to have gotten in the car by accident into a car accident only hours later. It's since then my karma, my luck. (laughs) Karma Uh, in action, baby. My life has been shit, she wrote. Uh, I hope returning two new bottles will restore some luck for me. I can stop carrying around this guilt, the note read. Again, I'm really sorry if I inconvenienced you uh, the same way my life has been inconveniencing me. And the manager of the store read this. We were missing ketchup bottles? Yeah, right. Uh, She went on to say, I'm sorry, from an awful person. (laughs) The restaurant manager, Charlene Reebe, R-E-E-B-E, don't 
I'm sorry, I don't want to screw it up. She told the New York Post uh, she spotted the note on July 31st while closing the store. There was just a normal little gray Walmart bag uh, on the side of the can and on the ground. And I remember thinking to myself, why didn't somebody just put that in the can? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she explained she was very surprised. Uh, she said no one realized a ketchup bottle was taken from the restaurant. Yeah, we had lost ketchup bottles. And yeah. noted that the Heinz bottles the thief took were 12 ounce larger than Perkins even puts on his table. Oh, <laughs> also the server's got to like transfer it, right? Yeah. Yeah, but more work. Anyway, so the restaurant owner said she forgives the customer and that she'd hire her in a second. <laughs> they probably don't want her to work there. But they, they don't even know who it is because it was signed, an yeah. awful person. So yeah. they're just saying that to be like, yeah, we're, we're good and we're forgiving here and we're a family restaurant. Yeah, yeah and we, we hire her in a second just because of that. The person actually walked in. Yeah, I'd like a job. <laughs> Get the fuck yeah, out. Right. Somebody watch your pockets. Yeah, check the register. Um, uh, this is what DeLeo told the Post. Because if you do something like that, you're not an awful person. You're an honest person. person. Yeah. And that's true. And I'm like, seriously, the worst thing you ever did was steal a ketchup bottle from a restaurant? It's such a stupid crime anyway. Yeah. And lady, you're probably not listening to this show. But if you are, I have some advice for you. You're fucking bored. You need to find some excitement in your life. If you think, if you're in such dire need for something and risky that you feel like you need to steal a ketchup bottle off of a Perkins table, go out and try something new for God's sake. They've got like rock climbing gyms where you can right. try something different and still be safe. I've, and your I've done adrenaline it all. will go I just up. Never stole a ketchup bottle. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to be the case. You know, it's not like oh, I've been bungee jumping, but I think the thrill of stealing this Heinz Fifty Seven is going to do it for me. Right. All right, we've got a few minutes left for the end of the show, but uh, let's talk about this last story. Um, hundreds attend Alabama uh, back to school worship service after it was targeted by atheists. Now, um, excuse me, we're coming back around to this thing. Uh, in the wake of the school shootings of the shoot, excuse me, the shootings in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio over the weekend, an Alabama high school held a back to school worship service in its gym, praying for God's protective hand over school children and the nation, despite being targeted by the Freedom From Religion Foundation, which accused the school board of violating the Constitution. It's early August. Is it really time for back to school? Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, quote, I do not believe we broke the law in having this event at Fife High School campus, DeKalb County Schools Superintendent Jason Barnett told Fox News. Hundreds gathered at Fife High School in DeKalb County Sunday to pray for safety and protection as part of the annual back-to-school worship service that has been held for the last five years or so. Uh, the FFRF called the event a clear violation of church and state. FFRF is the Freedom From Religion Foundation. All right. Which is ridiculous. Any other idiots. Um, clear violation, church and state. DeKalb County schools must make certain that its teachers and administrators are not unlawful, unlawfully and inappropriately do- indoctrinating students in religious matters. The letter um, demanding an investigation asked, said. Um, the Freedom From Religion Foundation said a concerned DeKalb County student uh, parent, school's parent, reported the event uh, was being organized and promoted by school faculty members and promoted on the school's official Facebook page, which has since been taken down. Please join us. This is a quote. Please join us in praying for God's protective hand uh, to be over our school's facilities and students. 
But Barnett said the event was organized by community members and not affiliated with the high school and approved by the school board, much like other events. Quote, to my knowledge, no administrators or faculty members were involved in the organization or planning of the event. I want to add that the board did not promote this event, but rather permitted an announcement of the event on the school Facebook page, just as it permits others to provide information about community events. Barnett noted, the us in the Facebook announcement refers to the organizers of the event, not the school or the school board. Because of the the attention of the uh, Freedom From uh, Religion Foundation complaint, the small prayer gathering had over 350 community members in attendance, a sizable increase from previous years, according to the local news. In addition to praying for school children, pastors and faith leaders prayed for those involved in the weekend's mass shootings. Quote, it's a scary world, and that's why you're praying for God's protection over our schools. John Mays, guest Baptist, uh, guest Baptist church pastor and parent, told uh, WAAY-TV. Way! 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 TV! That sounds like an awesome station to work for. Right? Way! Way! No way! Way! No way! Watch way. Yeah, uh, Bardet said the school district has taken steps in the past few, uh, past few years to maintain safety for its students and has been made its major focus. So here's the point. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it's like in the South. Y'all need Jesus. And Boy, I, you need Jesus. And I think that this is true. I think a lot of what's happening in our culture today all this stuff over that's going wrong about the, the backlash from these horrible, horrible events is that we have gotten away from a moral code that is was uh, allegedly handed down to us from on high. And despite all the questions you have over these like uh, like uh, religions and so forth, uh, a lot of our laws in America are based upon the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, a lot of law is based upon these very simple moral code things it's like, uh, you know, and, and it, it, you take you take something like the Ten Commandments and you take something like the Bill of Rights. There's a reason why there's 10 in the first ones. That's right. why they did 10 right off the bat. <clears throat> so, I mean, it, yeah, because we all know the yeah. right to bear arms is and, and, in the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And these and these two things, they can exist simultaneously. You know, you can have the Second Amendment and thou shalt not kill exist simultaneously. Mm-hmm. All right. And a lot of people have rejected religion. A lot of people say, oh, it's stupid. And they've gone on to like crazy hippie ass uh, spirituality that's unfocused and stuff like that. By Watch the way, your when, mouth, boy. When's your show? Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we got like one minute left. Go ahead. When's your show? Uh, tonight All at right. 1030. So 1030, we got Otherland Dreams if you are interested in that kind of stuff and don't have a solid moral code of your own. Yeah. I'm going to get stabbed as soon as the show's over. (laughs) He's got a knife. I know he's got a knife. I have one, too. So um, I have more. Become a patron over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and we'll film the knife fight and and the winner gets to collect the patron's money. (laughs) Patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. And the loser pays the hospital bills. Tune in for our knife fight. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's 7 o'clock. We got to stop this. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the madman and I love you. Who are you? I'm the hill hippie wishing you all peace and love. (laughs) See you next time. A lot of sharpness.